This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Before we get started, Ron, I know your daughter got married last week, and you mentioned on last week's show, um, obvious question, how'd it go? How'd the toast go? Who drove the snowmobile out of town to get him out of there? Uh, how did it go? The weather was good. Uh, my daughter, Laura, uh, 26 years old, getting married uh, was great. They, uh, she and her uh, husband are big movie buffs. So they got married down on Martha's Vineyard at the local movie theater. Darth Vader in full uniform was there handing out the programs and <laughs> people to their seat. No, no, no. I was I was dressed up in my own little outfit. Although I did have a uh, my daughter supplied me with a bow tie with a Darth Vader bow tie, which was kind of interesting. I'd like to see uh, that. It was photo. great. Yeah, the whole thing yeah. was really uh, it was really a lot of fun. And my son Jack, nine year old Jack, was uh, given the job of ring security came in with shades on a little thing in his ear you know the little thing though in case anybody was sneaking up behind him he could get dipped off <laughs> any was, chance he could get a job as ball security for the patriots someday <laughs> he, let me tell you he wouldn't be going in the bathroom with the balls i can tell you that much. he'd be doing the job <laughs> hey ron what was tougher uh, giving your daughter away uh or making that toast or taking the dance or, or, or watching your patriots lose in the AFC championship game <laughs> well that toast are always tough you know you, you guys uh Probably have given them at various things, you know, especially for your daughter. But I always look at it this way, Clark, and you have a young daughter, so uh, soon enough you'll find out. You never really give them away. You just kind of think they're out on loan. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, I can't imagine giving her away. Well, no. um, You don't I really do it. You sort of look at the guy and say, hey, listen, pal, <laughs> understand what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to have that conversation with you. <laughs> but I, I, I can't imagine that. I think it'd be tough. I, I look at my daughter, and I think when she goes to college, it's going to be tough saying goodbye. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mentioned those Patriots. Uh, we do have a former Patriot, New England quarterback, and number one draft pick, Drew Bledsoe, on with us today. He's going to talk about what it's like to be sliced, diced, and spliced by draft analysts and scouts like Rick Gosselin and Ron Borges. We also have the smartest man in the NFL. Yep, that's what he was called by Sports Illustrated back in the 1980s. That's former GM Bobby Bethard who built Washington and San Diego into Super Bowl franchises. And we're going to hear from Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber on what's going on with the Jets, the Giants, from Ken Tran. The Saints Hall of Fame on the tragic death of Will Smith. We'll hear why former Pittsburgh linebacker Andy Russell should be in the Hall of Fame conversation. But before we do, guess what, guys? Our old friend, T.O., your buddy, Ron Terrell Owens. Yo, he's open. Let's get ready to rumble! He's open. He's also back in the news. Uh, this time he says that reaching the Hall of Fame should be based, as he put it, quote, Purely on stats, unquote. You know, it's funny, but a smart man once told me, uh, stats are for losers. And I guess after hearing T.O., he was right. Uh, he also <laughs> said he's going to get in and was surprised he wasn't a first ballot choice. Now, um, we've heard that before. But uh, this idea they're of stats, all surprised they're not first ballot choice. That's that's right. We hear it from before from everyone. But uh, this idea of, of stats, Rick and Ron, you know, stats alone. No, we haven't. Um, so I guess this means going forward, you know, if we listen to you, our, our, the process should be easy. I mean, we can sit back and, and retire and along with everyone else, the 43 other selectors, including Bob Glauber, is going to be on this uh, show. And we can put Deloitte in charge of tabulating stats and T.O. and 
Maybe Wes Welker or put them in the Hall of Fame. What do you say, Goose? Yeah, that sure would simplify things. You know, then all those championship rings no longer matter. Any contributions to playoff success would no longer matter. And that would certainly help a candidate like T.O. who played in only one winning playoff game in his last 12 seasons. <laughs> Tell you something else that wouldn't matter, Goose. Playing offensive line. Got no stats, can't get in. Uh, you know, but it, to be honest, it sort of fits the tone of the times, though. Fantasy football, right. you know, is now it's more meaningful than real football. You know, that's where stats matter and the latter is where winning uh, matters. But, you know, whenever I think about this kind of stuff, Clark, uh, I always think about one thing. I actually wrote this line, and I like it. Stats are like hostages. You can make them say whatever you want. And, and that's what T.O. wants. He wants the stats to say, you know, I'm the greatest receiver who ever lived. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think you're absolutely right about the fantasy football. I mean, he'd be in the fantasy football of fame. In fact, he'd oh, be a first ballot choice. Sure. Yeah. And first deservedly ball. so. Right. That's right. Well, let me take this a step further, Goose. I mean, based on what T.O. says, I guess we should vote former safety Darren Sharper into the hall, too. Um, <laughs> so if you can get a weekend pass from whatever prison he's <laughs> yeah, in. He couldn't now, show but, up for the event, but that's Well, right. that's right. I mean, you look at him. Six-time All-Pro, All-Decade team, 63 career interceptions tying him with whom? Hall of Famer and friend of the show, Ronnie Lott. Um, but it just seems like there's so much wrong about what T.O. says. It, it's, I, I, I don't know where to begin, but I mean, I'll start here. Goose, unite us, you know, tied at 78th in career passer rating. We love the guy. We think he's first or second in the all-time quarterback list. Mark Bulger ranks 33rd. So in T.O.'s world, that makes Mark Bulger more Hall of Fame worthy than J.U., right? Clark, I may be wrong, but I doubt T.O. cares about the stats of any other position but wide receiver. I doubt he cares that Morton Anderson has scored more points than any player in NFL history and can't get in. Right. I doubt he cares Ken Riley intercepted more passes than all but one pure corner in NFL history and can't get in. I doubt he cares that Alex Karras has more sacks than all but three defensive tackles in NFL history and he can't get in. I doubt that T.O. cares about anyone but himself in this process. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that may be T.O. calling us right now trying right. to get in the Hall of Fame, right? but you know what, Taylor? You're looking We're not at my stats the phone. he just said on the phone. <laughs> We're not answering that phone. Hey, let me take this a step farther. Um, uh, I know there's, you know, subjectivity here. And, and, and I'm talking about in the Hall of Fame board of selectors. when we talk about what T.O. Um, did to his teams. You know, he wasn't a great teammate. He was a great player. wasn't a great teammate. But that, I think, is probably eating away at him because, I mean, he knows there are other factors that, that are, are, you know, keeping him out. Um, and, and I think it's that subjectivity that makes this process so good. I haven't been on the Hall of Fame as long as you guys have, but there's a depth of the conversations, the research, to me, that's hard to find. And, Ron, I mean, you vote on the Baseball Hall of Fame. Goose, I know you, you do too, I think, but it seems to me that if Tio were to be in that room, and I'm talking about the Hall of Fame, Board of selectors um, as Dan Fouts and Jamie Lofton were the earliest year, he'd see why there's so much more to this process than you can imagine. Well, you're right, Clark, and in baseball it is more stats-driven, although football sadly is starting to lean in that direction more and more. Now, baseball is more stats-driven. The game really hasn't changed. I mean, it's changed in some ways, but the basics of the game have not. You know, a great hitter in 2016 is no different than a great hitter in 1940. The job itself is the same. But in, in football, so many things have changed with, with rule changes and, and formation changes and approach changes and, and all of that. You know, the great running back today is not going to pile up yards the way the great running backs did in the 70s. He's not going right, to do it. Right. doesn't mean you weren't a great runner. Uh, and in T.O.'s case, you're right. Now, look, he's right, too. He's going to get in despite uh, the fact that you're going to boycott the ceremony when he does. Uh, he will get in at some point, and deservedly so, frankly. Look, he, he did some tremendous things. Uh, he also was a pain in the buttocks, as my son would say, you know, a, a lot of times. 
and that's derailed him a little bit because in football, that's a pretty significant game. You know, baseball to me is an individual game sort of played within a team context. Football is, is probably the ultimate team game. Nobody can succeed without most of the other players uh, in your unit doing their jobs. Yeah, but that's why you don't put him in, Ron. He's right. a horrible teammate. Him, he put sticks of dynamite under his team and his teammates and blew him up. You lit him up, well, blew him up. He did. To some, to some degree, he did. He also carried a lot of those stiffs on his back a long ways, especially those eagles. So, you know, he, he has to get credit for that, too. And, I, and that's why I think in the end, his individual performances will outweigh the downside of his teammates. You know, it's not the good guy's Hall of Fame. It's not the, you know, the Mother Teresa Hall of Fame either. Uh, having said that, he's earned the right to be in the position he's in, which is on the outside looking at our pal, friend of the show, Marvin Harrison, in his nice gold jacket. As Marvin said to us, I got one, he don't. That's going to stay that way, and my guess would be probably for a while. Ron, statistically, Morton Anderson is a far more worthy candidate for the Pro Football Hall of Fame than Terrell Owens. The man is the NFL's all-time leading scorer, and his record may never be broken. But Morton has been passed over twice, and you don't see him popping off and demanding that the system be changed. He understands that election is a process. Owens doesn't get it and he never will. He thinks the Hall of Fame is all about him. He's wrong. Right. The Hall right. is much bigger than any one player. Yeah, well, you're right, agree. Rick, but, you know, guys, and you've seen it. You heard it with these receivers in particular you've heard. You heard it with Chris Carter. You know, he cried the blues over and over again when he didn't get in. It was the greatest injustice of all time. You know, Receivers in particular seem to be divas, and it's all about them, and, and really nothing else exists especially these days. And that's, but Goose, uh, not just Morton Anderson. I mean, how about Kevin Green? I mean, Kevin Green wait, waited 12 years. Wait, 12 years, and he finally got it. He had 160 sacks, third most of all time. Right. There's a number of guys you can mention. You know, look, Marvin Harrison, that's the way. I mean, I always cite Mike Haynes. If Mike Haynes has to wait, everybody can wait. Yeah, that's well, the way I look at it. Yeah. Well, we, you know, T.O. wants to call us. We got dogs calling, barking in favor of T.O. Yeah. And you ain't getting in, T.O., not now. That's, We're going to stop dogs, right here. Jay, that's the dogs of T.O.'s teammates chasing him out of the yard. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Those are the dogs he played with. Up next, the sad story of former Saints star Will Smith when we talk to Ken Trahan of the Saints Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon. Egg. Cheese. Croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two sandwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price participation vary. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. 
Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Peyton said that one of the um, storylines that has been ongoing in New Orleans has been about the police department, which has been not only overhauled and has had its share of, you know, corruption issues, but is also undermanned and underfunded. And he says that that has really become such a problem that he described it as the wild, wild west. That was Hall of Fame voter Jared Bell describing this week uh, Saints coach Sean Payton's reaction to last weekend's death of former New Orleans pass rusher Will Smith, and Jared was doing it on USA Today's network. Uh, Will Smith, of course, was in line to be inducted this fall into the Saints Hall of Fame with an announcement expected in May. And here to talk about Will Smith and what his death has done to the city of New Orleans is Ken Trahan, a longtime TV and radio fixture in New Orleans in the sports world and who is general manager and chairman of the board of the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, as well as being president and GM of SportsNola.com. Ken, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Ken, I, I know it's been a tough week. I mean, we started with Will Smith, and uh, we also had the death of Hokey Gajan at the age of 56. But I want to focus first on, on Will Smith, just wondering what impact uh, his death has had on the New Orleans community and the, and the people there. Well, it's had a profound impact on so many levels. I mean, first of all, is the shock value clearly was number one, and number two was the beloved nature of, of Will Smith. He was part of the greatest success here. He was a Pro Bowl player in 2006 when the Saints reached the NFC Championship game, and then, of course, was a prominent reason that they won Super Bowl 44. It was an outstanding defensive end. Charitable guy. He had his own foundation and did a really good job in that regard. And from a media perspective, he was extremely well-liked because he was a low-key stand-up guy that did not command attention. And the guys in our industry that deal with that are Definitely appreciative, as I know you guys are, based upon who you've covered over the years. So from that perspective, it was profound. But I think also because of the very nature of what you guys were talking about previously, it's profound. 
it's not just New Orleans. It's a, it's an urban problem nationwide, but certainly uh, it's been brought to light here with the crime that's taken place within the city uh, that you have a real problem with, A, just implementing law and preventing, if at all possible, and B, uh, with being able to have enough people to do so. The police department is understaffed. Uh, there's a morale problem. They've tried to fix it many times. There was an election this past Saturday to perhaps fund the police department more, and it was voted down. So, ironically, that night, Will Smith perishes. So you have problems on many, many fronts here. As we do, as I say, I don't want to make this a New Orleans issue because although it is to a degree and the details of Will Smith's death have yet to come out in total, it might not be a city thing. It could be something on a personal level. That's still to be determined. At the same time, there is a problem here as there is nationwide. So I think on those two fronts, it's a it's had a profound impact on everyone. And, and look, it puts a face to the ongoing problem of people not respecting the sanctity of life. Unfortunately, it takes a celebrity to do that. Well, how do you go about fixing a broken city? Yeah, I mean, from the standpoint of the, the crime problem here, look, it's got to come from within first and foremost. We all, we can get into the socioeconomic issues, and clearly that's a large part of this because it's happening largely in the inner city. Look, I live in suburban New Orleans, and there's not a problem in any way, shape, or form. To the contrary, it's a wonderful place to live and to raise a family as I have. At the same time, with regard to the city, it's a charming place. It's a remarkable place to visit. The culture is unreal. It's unparalleled. The food is fantastic. The entertainment value is marvelous. But if you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you are or you're a tourist, then you could be an easy mark. And that's the biggest problem that people have here. And I think that's that's why they're concerned. This is a wonderful place. It's a great place to be. As I mentioned, the entertainment value is unbelievable. The people are gracious and kind as can be. And again, the element that provides this problem is certainly a small element, but that doesn't downplay the problem. So it, it has to come from within. First of all, you have to have more law enforcement on the street. That takes funding, first and foremost. And I think, secondly, there has to be a, a greater value placed on teaching. It's education. It's two-parent families. And unfortunately, the education system has improved here from a public school perspective since Hurricane Katrina. But it's still not anywhere near the top in this country. And then, of course, from the standpoint of two-parent families, that's a major issue in many areas, and obviously that's an issue here. So I think it really lies within those two things. And then, of course, the ability to fund the police department because it's really frustrating. And, and Coach Payton's comments obviously brought you know, more light to this because of his, his feeling about guns. And, and Sean lives in the city. Uh, that's his decision. He's lived in the suburbs previously uh, when he was married and had his children there. And, of course, now... He's in the city and single and, and obviously living a different lifestyle. And that's by choice. And he loves this place. He says those things because he's deeply concerned and obviously very hurt about losing a guy that he thought the world of and, in fact, was set to hire as an intern coach to try to prepare him for coaching in the future. I know I found it interesting, uh, Ken, that uh, front page of the Times, Picayune, uh, there's a full-page picture of Will Smith uh, with his name at the top of the page, nothing else, very unusual uh, sort of thing, uh, especially for uh, in these days, defensive linemen and all that. It seemed to say a lot beyond the sort of just shock value of the the crime itself. Uh, but I wasn't exactly sure what, frankly, you know, what, what, whether it was talking, you know, just sort of talking about him and his place in the, in the city, whether it was sort of implying that even to someone like him, this can happen. What do you th- what do you think of that of that front page, which I thought was quite remarkable? And, and what do you think it 
Mitt. Yeah, I can't really speak to what their intent was. I mean, everybody leaves it's open to interpretation of the individual. But I think it, it makes a it makes a statement to me that what you said I think is most applicable. It happened to this guy. It happened to this guy, a big strong man that's a celebrity. It could happen to you. Now, as I mentioned before, the details of what went down and how it went down are still being filtered out and we're not sure. There could have been a personal connection here. We don't know that. And if that's the case, it has nothing to do with the city. But in addition to that, uh, I think people need to understand this, too, and I've cleared this up on some national shows previously. Will Smith didn't make his home in New Orleans. He made his home in Kenner, in the suburb where I live. And he just happened to be in New Orleans eating dinner and celebrating with other people, including a former teammate, Pierre Thomas. So uh, that's also something that needs to be clarified. But in terms of interpreting what the what the local newspaper, one of the two local newspapers, put out there uh, on this day. I think that it's probably for the interpretation of the individual, and I think it, it's it's profound in that it does leave open interpretation for, for trying to figure out exactly uh, what it is it means to you. And to me, I think it means exactly what you said. Look, uh, this guy was beloved. This guy was famous. He was big, seemingly impregnable, you know, and, and, and a guy that uh, really would be able to hold his ground with anyone, and now he's not here anymore. Speaking with Ken Trahan, General Manager and Chairman of the Board of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and we're talking about Will Smith, who's going to be in that Hall of Fame Museum on Sunday night. Ken, um, we've got about a minute left. Do you have a favorite yeah. Will Smith memory or story? Well, to me, the biggest thing about Will is, and I could share a whole bunch of stories about his playing days. One quick one on that is when after he got hurt and he was coming back, he was a long shot to make it at his age, and after the injury, and he was willing to move the linebacker. Now picture that. This guy was 285 pounds. The reason he was willing to do that was, hey, obviously trying to stick around, but more importantly to help the team. That's the kind of guy he was. He would have done whatever they asked him to do. The other story would be briefly the one that uh, where I had the opportunity to call him and let him know that he just got voted into the Saints Hall of Fame in unanimous fashion in his first year of eligibility. Will's a remarkably low-key guy, so a lot of guys when I tell them they scream or they yell or they laugh or they cry – well, just hesitate. He said, uh, that's really nice. And then he said, actually, it's fantastic once he had a chance <laughs> to think about it. Uh-huh. And I think that personifies him more than anything else. A low-key guy, deeply appreciated by people, just a terrible loss. Ken, thanks for the time, and, and really thanks for the memories of Will Smith. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks Ken. Ken. That was Ken Trayan of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame Museum. Up next, former number one pick Drew Bledsoe and what it's like to feel the pressure of being number one. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding, bada bing, bada boom. No wonder Geico has 97% customer satisfaction. Personally, I give him 100, but that's just my two cents. That was funny. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I've always had the dream, my whole life, I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. 
Get a whole lot more for a whole lot less at Burger King. Introducing our new five for four dollar deal. Just four dollars gets you a flame grilled bacon cheeseburger, four tender and crispy chicken nuggets, small golden French fries, a small drink, and a cookie. That's just four dollars for more flamey, more meaty, more cheesy, more crispy, more goldeny, more desserty, and more fizzy Burger King goodness. The new five for four dollar deal. What are you waiting for? Go get it. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our first guest should be familiar to you, and not just because Drew Bledsoe was the NFL's number one draft pick in 1993. Nope, because we had him on our show a year ago, and for good reason. He speaks as well as he played football, and he was a terrific quarterback, taking the New England Patriots to the playoffs four times into the Super Bowl twice. Drew now splits his time between various business interests, including a successful winery in Walla Walla, Washington, and serving as quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator at Summit High School in Bend, Oregon. Drew, thanks for joining us again. You know, it's, it's always important to add in the uh, state champion Summit Storm football team. That's <laughs> ah, exactly right. I know we're going to talk a little football another time, a little high school football another time, but uh had my, my best year ever in football last year, getting to coach my boys and their buddies to a state championship, and it was fun mm-hmm. as heck. Uh, this year, Drew, as you probably know, there's four college quarterbacks discussed as potential number one picks. Uh, two, Cal's Jared Goff and North uh, Dakota State's Carson Wentz are being debated as uh, likely to be the first taken, maybe with a second pick. And as Clark pointed out, you and uh, Rick Meyer were kind of in this discussion. And when you came out of who's going to be the number one overall pick, and I wonder how, how do you handle that debate? And did you pay much attention to it, to it as they were going on and on about whether it would be you or be Rick? You know, it was, it was interesting, Ron, when we were going through that thing, um, you know, they, 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 they made a pretty strong effort to try and play us off as rivals and, and all of that, and, and Rick and I we got to be good friends through the through the process. And you know, really, I mean, there's not very much of it you can control outside of just going out and trying to trying to play well and trying to trying to uh, to have good workouts and uh, and all of that. And then it's up to the team to decide uh, which direction they want to go. You know, I, I tried really hard, um, had some good counsel to try and enjoy the whole thing. You know, it's a little bit of a zoo um, when you're going through it. It's a meat market and the whole deal. And and uh, I tried to, to go through it with some good humor and, and, and enjoy the whole process. Drew, did, did the pressure build up much as the draft neared? And what was your internal reaction to being taken number one by Bill Parcells? <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't call it pressure. I mean, it, you know, when you're in that situation, you know, if I if I didn't get drafted first, I was going to plummet all the way to second. So, you know, there was, <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't a situation where where Rick or or myself were under. Uh, a good deal of pressure um you know i i i get you know we had the 
the misfortune of being subjected to, to four and then and then two more years of Bill Parcells as a quarterback, <laughs> which anybody that's been in that situation knows that that's not a bowl of it's not a bowl of cherries playing playing for that guy as a young quarterback. But uh, but I was really fortunate, you know. It, uh, it, you know, I say that in jest, of course. But I, uh, you know, Rick went to a situation that ended up being really unstable in, in Seattle, and they went through a couple coaches right away and a bunch of injuries where. You know, I got a chance to go play for a Hall of Famer in a, in a great sports town, and and uh, you know, uh, we were able to have some success together, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. So I, I felt really fortunate with where I landed. Um, at that time, it was a little scary for a small town kid from Eastern Washington to get uh, transplanted 3,000 miles away from home to a uh, a crazy sports town and a and a new situation. It was a little scary initially, but. Uh, really feel fortunate to have landed where I did. We feel fortunate to have former number one draft pick Drew Bledsoe with us on the Talk of Fame Network. And Drew, I was wondering, Goose was talking to you about uh, pressure building as the draft neared. Uh, what's the buildup, do you think, like for a, a young quarterback like a Goff or Wentz, when you have those workouts with scouts and GMs analyzing, dissecting every throw that you make? You know, the hard part of it is that, that um, what the process, ter- process, ter- process excuse me, turns into um, is, is trying to find faults in, in you. Um, if you've risen to that level, then everybody knows you're a good player. Otherwise, you're not talked about at that, uh, at, you know, as, as one of those top draft picks. Uh, but the, the hard part was that what they're really trying to do is pick you apart. They're trying to find out what's wrong with you. And that can be anything from, you know, a, a quirk in your throwing motion to character issues to, uh, you know, in my case, they tried to pick apart because I you know, didn't run very fast, but I actually ran faster than they thought. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, there, it's, it, it, that's the only disconcerting part of it is that it's no longer, you know, a situation where everybody's touting you as the next, you know, next great thing it's uh, instead it's uh, let's find out what's wrong with this guy and so that if there's if there's pressure involved in it it's that trying to uh, you know trying to get through it without them finding anything significant to to downgrade you did you have any trouble with that drew i mean did you find you because a guy could get swept up in that and start thinking geez maybe i'm not what i thought i was because these guys are, are you know point out whatever these little holes are did you have any problem with any of that yeah not really you know and i, and I this, you can call this arrogant or whatever you want to call it but I'm, when it came to when it came to throwing the football, you know whether it's in a game or in a workout, that was never something that I really was concerned about. I, I felt like you know, I mean, shoot, even even today, I've, I've got a little Joe Theismann in me. I still think I could go out and play. Uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes when it comes to throw, when it comes to throwing the rock, uh, you know, so that that was that was never a concern of mine. I really felt like. Uh, Really felt like uh, you know in those workouts if you know you put me out there with with anybody and I'll and I'll throw with them, um, so I, so I felt pretty confident going into it. Um, you know the guys that are at the the top of the draft this year, uh, from what I've seen, are, are similar guys. I mean it's pretty hard to poke holes significantly in, in either one of them. I think honestly the biggest thing that teams have to look for now um, that it, that certainly has played out with with various quarterbacks that we know. Um, you got to look into the mental makeup of a guy more than anything, uh, because when you play the position of quarterback, especially at the NFL level, um, you're going to have adversity, and especially when you're drafted at the top of the draft. You're going to a team that, uh, by definition, wasn't very good, uh, and you've got to have uh, you got to have some character. You got to be able to to show that you can uh, deal with some adversity and and continue to progress in spite of the fact that uh, early on in your career you may not have a lot of success. Uh, so if I was if I was a, a guy that was making that decision, that's where I would look first. I mean, any of these guys can throw it um, and throw it well enough to be successful in the league, but um, I would look at their mental makeup, their character, 
um, you know, what kind of adversity they've dealt with in their life and how they've done with that before I would look at anything else. Drew, how much of an advantage is it coming from a big school? You came to Washington State, Goff's come from Cal, uh, Wentz is coming out of North Dakota State. What's the advantage of having come from a bigger program? You know, I mean, Washington State would probably be uh, classified as kind of a mid-tier program. Um, you know, we were in the pack, in the pack, and actually it was the Pac-10 back then. It wasn't the Pac-8. Or just I'm not that old, but 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 Jeez, it was, I was but sure it was you were. <laughs> but, it was, but uh, you know, coming out of the out of the uh, out of a, a bigger school, you're used to playing in, you know, kind of the larger environments, and and so maybe it's not as inspiring when you get to an NFL stadium. Would be the one difference I would point to. But you know, the the one thing that really struck me each time I made a step, whether it was from high school to college or from college to the NFL, it's still just football and. As a quarterback, um, you know, you're seeing the same pictures. It doesn't really change all that much in terms of how you're making the reads and, and, um, and, and how you're making decisions. The only thing that happens at the, at the NFL level is that those decisions have to be made more quickly and the windows you're throwing into um, are a lot smaller. Um, but, you know, in terms of looking at a guy, I, I you know, honestly feel like there is um, at times some advantage from, to, to coming from uh, you know, a smaller program, especially if you've had to play against some superior talent, you know, where maybe you don't have as much time to make uh, make those decisions. You have to throw under duress, and and you have to to deal with things that aren't ideal. Um, you know, the, one of the things that that would scare me a little bit it would be taking a quarterback from one of the real powerhouses. You know, you've you've seen you know, I mean, Carson Palmer's great quarterback that came out of SC, but you've seen some of these. Uh, SC quarterbacks, you've seen some of these other quarterbacks that come from, you know, these powerhouse programs struggle a little bit, and I think partly is because they get used to throwing uh, with nobody around them, and they get used to throwing to guys that are wide open, and that's really not the case once you get to the NFL, even if you're on the, the best team in the NFL, um, you're going to get hit, and you're going to have to throw into tight windows, and so I, I honestly would be a little bit nervous um, as, a, as a guy making that decision if I drafted a guy that didn't get hit very much, and, and you know, was always throwing to wide open receivers. That would make me a little nervous. Drew, we're out of time here, but uh, thanks again. And you know what? Ron's still waiting in that bottle of wine you promised him a year ago. So <laughs> deliver, would you please? You know, you know it's, it's right there online. Um, there's a place <laughs> exactly. you, I noticed you, that. You, you enter your visa number, and uh, <laughs> you, magically that wine appears on your doorstep less than a week later. It's pretty amazing. I keep amazing getting those emails. Those. I try to do it. My wife says, no, no, no. Get the $2 wine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Drew. Thanks for the time, guys. Always appreciate it. Thanks. Right, thanks. That was former New England quarterback and number one draft pick, Drew Bledsoe. Up next... My former Pittsburgh linebacker, Andy Russell, should be on a Hall of Fame track. This is the Talk of Fame Network. The kitchen, that's home. I know that's like my grandma cooked, my mom cooked. I cook. Chocolate bread pudding and souffles and banana bread. I make a lot of banana bread because the baby likes bananas. So we always have bananas in the house. (laughs) Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Welcome to Burger King. These guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down the shore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? 
Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two for $5 deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. With a guy yelling, didn't get my clean PC, Ron. <laughs> the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you each week by My Clean PC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what may be slowing it down. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive, where for just $19.95, you can get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. Plus, Best of all, you get clear and you stay clear or you get your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. And guys, we've spoken several times on the show about uh, players who retire early. Uh, how former San Francisco linebacker Chris Borland, uh, remember he quit last year after only one season. He says that the early retirements like the one he had are, are the new normal throughout the league. And it looks actually as if Chris was right. I mean, last week we had Buffalo's A.J. Tarpley quit at 23 and DeBrick Shaw Ferguson of the Jets at 32. And it's the brick I'm more interested in here, Ron. I mean, he missed only one snap in a 10-year career. One snap. That's 10,351 snaps out of 10,352. Um, and he was a three-time Pro Bowler. And he was one of the most reliable players on a Jets team that was anything but consistent. So, Ron, question for you. What is the Bricks' legacy? You covered well, the AFC East. What's his legacy? I, I think it's, as you point out, uh, the, the most reliable of employees. You know, a guy that Jets can always count on. That's the most important thing there is in life. Showing up. You know, a guy always showed up. For 10 straight years, he showed up and protected their quarterbacks, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. You know, we got guys playing who can't show up for a weekend, or if you're a Bruins fan, you got a goalie who can't show up for the biggest game of the year because he got a tummy ache. Uh, same thing he did in the Olympics, and uh, same thing he did in another playoff game. Hey, but it happens. Sounds like a frustrated bees fan there. Right? Bad run of food. Uh, but, you know, to me, that, that, that's it with him. I mean, he was a very good player. I, I would never felt he was a great player. Right, um, right. But he was the kind of guy that you drafted him high, you plugged him in that spot, and you never had to think about that spot for a decade. That's a valuable, valuable employee. I couldn't agree with you more. And I'll tell you somebody else who's dependable. That's former Pittsburgh linebacker Andy Russell. Uh, he played on that uh, vaunted steel curtain defense in the 70s. And I know he's overshadowed by Hall of Famers Jack Hamm and Jack Lambert. Boy, he was good. And, and maybe voters don't know Jack, if you know what I'm talking about. But uh, that's what Rick Gosselin uh, hinted at this week. Uh, our Rick Gosselin, Dr. Data, when he wrote about uh, Andy Russell on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And Goose... Um, how about telling our listeners what you like about Andy Russell? Okay, Clark, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't invent linebacker play, but they did perfect it. 
from 1974 to 76, there was no better linebacking core in NFL history than the trio that provided the steel to the steel curtain. Jack Ham lining up on the weak side, Jack Lambert in the middle, Andy Russell on the strong side. During the three seasons those backers played together, the Steelers won two Super Bowls, led the NFL in defense twice, and in scoring defense, pass defense, and run defense once apiece. Ham and Russell went to three Pro Bowls apiece during that stretch, and Lambert won. But Ham and Lambert were just starting out their NFL careers then. Russell was finishing his. Ham and Lambert would go on to win two more Super Bowls and earn NFL All-Decade acclaim for the 1970s. Both have since been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But Russell retired after the 1976 season, ending a 12-year career that included seven Pro Bowl appearances. But those seven Pro Bowls, two Super Bowls, apparently aren't sterling enough credentials for a bust in Canton. Russell has never been a finalist for the Hall of Fame, so his career has never been discussed and debated by the full selection committee. Andy Russell deserves better. He was a Pro Bowl player before the Steelers started winning and a Pro Bowl player after they started winning. Maybe it's the numbers that are keeping him out of Canton. There are nine 1970 Steelers enshrined, and both Elsie Greenwood and Donnie Shell have been rebuffed by the selection committee in separate bids to become the 10th. Maybe the Steelers have already reached their quota for the 70s, but at least Greenwood and Shell have been finalists. There are linebackers in Canton with fewer Pro Bowls and fewer Super Bowls than Russell. He deserves to have his case heard as well. Well, I, th- I think you're on to something there. The, the people are worn out. with it. If they had that many Hall of Famers, they should have won every Super Bowl. But a uh, simple question. Hall of Fame, Andy Russell or L.C. Green? I'd probably say Russell because he was a Pro Bowl player in Team Canton long before Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Ham, and Blount showed up. The cast didn't make him great. I believe the cast helped make Greenwood great. Goose, you know that signal. That's the signal we've got to run. So, Goose, you have this week's two-minute drill. Let's get it started. Bill Belichick says Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. Would Paul Brown, Weave Eubank, and Bill Walsh agree? Of course not. But then they didn't go to six Super Bowls with one quarterback. No, and neither would Don Shula, Mike Shanahan, or Roger Goodell. Bob Kraft calls Belichick and Brady the greatest coach quarterback combo in history. Would Paul Brown agree? No, no, he wouldn't. But he didn't go to six Super Bowls either. That's because they didn't have one, Clark. No, and neither would Walsh or in Montana. Eli Manning says Odell Beckham needs to raise his game in 2015. So what is his ceiling? The 104th story of one World Trade Center. The roof of the hall in Canton at the moment. What was the worst meltdown of 2016? Jordan Spieth in Northern Iowa or the Panthers in the Super Bowl? Northern Iowa. Went south so fast it's now called Southern Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) The Panthers because their meltdown continued into the postgame. Jacksonville quarterback Blake Bortles says the Jaguars have the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Who gets your vote? Not those guys. Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. They turned the Crimson Slingshot into Ron... The Amish Rifle. (laughs) That's pretty good. Pretty clever. Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant, partially because Blake Bortles isn't the one throwing to them. If you could have any GM in history run your draft, who would it be? Jerry West. (laughs) That's easy. Ron Wolfe. He's the only guy Al Davis ever listened to. John Gruden says Connor Cook may be the best quarterback in this draft class. Do you trust Gruden's opinion? No, I don't, but I trust Connor Cook. Reason Goose? Best available Spartan. Bingo. I don't trust Gruden's opinion on quarterbacks or haircuts. 
Miles Jack, Miles Davis, or I can see for miles by the Who. <laughs> what? Is this a trick question? I can see for miles. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's easy, guys. Miles Davis, by a mile, gets Stella by Starlight. Is there one NFL preseason game you guys have circled on your calendar? Yeah, the last one for every team. He's speaking over my shoulder again, Goose. Can you believe this, cheater? (laughs) Absolutely, the last one. It's the only one that counts. Who wins a game in the LA Coliseum first this fall, the Rams or the Southern Cal Trojans? Well, if USC plays the Rams, USC. USC, they play Utah State at home before the NFL season starts. That's that. When and where will we see suspended wide receiver Josh Gordon next? As a supporting actor in the featured flick, Rope a Dope. You got it half right in the next Cheech and Chong movie. That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll have Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber of Newsday to tell us what's going on with the Jets and Giants. And Hall of Fame hopeful Bobby Bethard to tell us about the NFL Draft. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissant sandwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant sandwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissant sandwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. And now, a touching moment. Well, staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky... I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that Geico would be available 24-7, by phone, on the web, or with the Geico app. After that, I realized my wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. Geico. Anywhere. Anytime. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat-screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you each week by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up anything that may be slowing it down. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. 
Also brought to you by Proactive, where for just $19.95, you get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. Sound good? That's because Sounds it is. excellent. Sounds great, right? I, mean, I wish I had this when I was a teenager. You get clear and you stay clear. Or your money back. It's a great deal. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. This is our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming up, we're going to hear from Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber. Newsday on the Jets and Giants. And we're also going to hear from former GM Bobby Bethard on the NFL draft. Bobby's moved from California. He was in um, Encinitas, I think. Yeah, he was in Encinitas, where he won numerous body surfing championships. And now he's in Nashville, where his son Casey's a well-known successful country music songwriter in Goose, where I don't think he's doing any body surfing on the Cumberland River. No, Casey's uncle, Pete, played quarterback at Southern Cal, and his son, CJ, is a quarterback at Iowa. So I guess if you can't play quarterback in the Bethard family, you write country music. And Bethard's written some pretty good songs. He's He wrote the title song for Kenny Chesney's I Will Stand LP in 98. He's also written for George Strait, Tim McGraw, Darius Rucker, and Tracy Lawrence. Well, as you know, um, Casey's also, besides being a country music songwriter, the father of C.J. Bethard, and I don't care if you know about his dad or not, but C.J., you probably do, because he's the quarterback for the University of Iowa. Big Ten runners up. <laughs> Who won yeah. Big Ten? <laughs> yeah. But halfway through that Alabama game, Michigan State wished they were the runners up. Yeah, you're uh, right. Uh, <laughs> they were the bowl runner up. <laughs> right. You know, in C.J.'s first year as a, you know, as a starter there with the, at Iowa, they were 12-2. and two. They went to the Rose Bowl, and he played uh, about half of the year with a bad hip which really cut into his running, made him much more of a passing, uh, a pocket-passing quarterback than, than his game really revolves around. And then he had a sports hernia injury operation in the offseason, so he's not fully healthy yet, but they expect him to be uh, in fine fettle uh, by the season. And uh, he was second-team All-Big Ten last year, and there's a real good chance that he could end up being the All-American quarterback this year. And wouldn't that be something? That, and Bobby would, uh, if Bobby had the chance to draft him, he'd trade the pick. <laughs> He would trade a bit. He trade a future first and get him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Bobby Goose, uh, one of the Washington Redskins, Bobby was a GM for the Washington Redskins, won a weekly poll recently. You do our weekly polls, and that was cornerback Pat Fisher, and a good one. And he won, well, frankly, thanks to a lot of ballot box stuffing by our favorite Redskins fans. Yeah, we a few weeks back, uh, we asked our listeners and readers to identify the best cornerback not in the Hall of Fame, and you're right. He, he, he won in a runaway over the likes of Lester Hayes and Ty Law, a couple of Ron's guys. Yeah, Fisher Ron was stuffed in the ballot box. Fisher, didn't work. I gotta, go, I gotta go lay down and put a no, cold no. Fisher got seventy-two percent of the vote. Oh. So I'm guessing Ron must have missed that class in ballot <laughs> stuffing at UMass. Really? Yeah. My God. Well, uh, no, both of you are on the senior committee for the Hall of Fame. We say that all the time because you are. But um, I guess my question is, based on that, um, Ron, I'll start with you. What are the chances? Pat Fisher's name comes up, let's say, in the next five years. Uh, and would you foresee someone in that poll, a Ken Riley, Lester Hayes, or Bobby Boyd, for example, who might get a nomination before Pat Fisher? You know, I'd like to see Bobby Boyd because he's the, you know, he's the oldest and a deserving guy. I think Lester Hayes, it's shocking to me that somehow the Hall of Fame committee missed him. Because he's a Raider. Uh, yeah, how did, they miss, how did they miss a Raider from the 70s? How I don't know. Did that I'm possibly stunned. happen? Is just they weren't paying attention, obviously. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, God, be still my heart. Listen to that music. Derek that by Tchaikovsky? Mary's got the music going. Is that Tchaikovsky or Beethoven? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, and then there's Kenny Riley, which is one of the most mystifying guys. And Goose and I have talked about him many times, one of the most mystifying guys to me uh, in all Christendom. And a guy with the fifth most interceptions in NFL history at 65, and that's he's still in that position 33 years after he retired. They put in 19 defensive backs with fewer picks than, than Kenny Riley in the interim. And uh, so I just, what were they thinking? Uh, and, and let me tell you something else. I don't want to hear that he never got sl- selected to the Pro Bowl. All that proves to me is that players are stupid as the voters. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's absurd, really. Did you Ron, say Ron, all of Christendom with that? Yeah, yeah, I like Christendom. <laughs> Ron, you and I, I think I dated her Christendom. The, the bottom line, there are only 14 pure corners in the Hall of Fame. There are right. twice as many wide receivers. If there are so many pedestrian corners out there, why are we enshrining all these wide receivers? And I would hope that several of these players in that cornerback pole get bossed at some point, not just Fisher and Law. I mean, this is this is a wrong that needs to be made right by the committee. Agreed. Well, speaking of the Hall of Fame, guys, I want to move quickly to this week's Hall of Fame, or what? Hall of Shame, depending on what you want, nominations. We've done this in the past, and considering... Some of the events of the past week, I think it's only appropriate that we uh, resurrect this uh, item today. So, Goose, you're up first. Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame? I, I think we can now claim Josh Gordon to be a first ballot Hall of Shamer. <laughs> In 2013, as a 22-year-old, he led the NFL receiving yards with 1,600. But he was suspended in, 20, in 2014 for failing a drug test then was suspended for the 2015 season for violation of league's substance abuse policy. Now on the verge of possibly being reinstated in 2016, word comes out he has failed yet another drug test. So if you're counting people, that's three strikes and you're out. <laughs> Outs. Outs. Uh, well, being Mr. Positive here, uh, I'm going to take the Hall of Fame, Talk of Fame route, uh, and give a want to give a shout-out to... Uh, uh, the memory of someone that Clark mentioned earlier in the show, Hokie Gajan, the former Saints running back, a longtime radio broadcaster, who passed away last week at, uh, on Monday, actually, uh, at 56 from a rare form of cancer. Uh, now, first off, there's not many better names in football than Hokie Gajan, at least not if you're from Cajun country. And he was Louisiana all the way. He played his entire career there from high school. He grew up seven miles from Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, or Baton Rouge, as he would say, where he played for LSU. Guy had one of the great nicknames ever, the Bayou Bowling Ball. I like it. Given uh, to him by whom, Ron? Uh, I don't know, but I bet Ken you know. Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler oh, there you gave go. it to him. There <laughs> you go. That's why, he should be, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. And after 13 years as a scout, once he retired from injuries, uh, he then moved into the radio booth where he became a legend all over again. And one of the things he was legendary for, I want to give you guys a few of them, were his hokeyisms. And here's a few of them. He's running around down there like a sprayed roach. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. Yeah, it makes sense. He's so fast, he can go rabbit hunting with a hammer. Huh? <laughs> I've never seen anything that big without John Deere stamped on it. <laughs> and here's one of my favorites that he used to say every year, apparently, at cut-down time on the radio during the preseason games. You know, Monday's going to be cut-down day. And he would say, unfortunately, today, Coach is going to give some of these guys a roadmap and an apple and wish them good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, sadly, Hokie Guy John has gotten his roadmap and his apple, and he's gone way too young at the age of 56. But he sure left some memories. Well, you're right about that. And I'm not going to try to follow you on that one, Ron. So I'm going in the other direction. I'm going to the Hall of Shame. And you know where? Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. I mean, first of all, he pushes Johnny Manziel for the Broncos, saying that John Elway should sign him. I mean, fortunately for the Broncos, John Elway's the GM, and Von Miller is not. Then, of course, Johnny Manziel says something about living with, um, you know, 
Von Miller, which may or may not be true, I don't know. But um, all I know is that any suggestion of living with Johnny Football, a.k.a. Johnny Vegas, a.k.a. Johnny Walker, whatever he's known as, is not good for anyone, anyone who wants to further his NFL career. So Von Miller, get a clue and get away from Johnny Manziel now, if not sooner. Okay, guys, let me honor Jared Cook as a Hall of Fame decision maker. Cut by the Rams this offseason and free to sign with the team of his choice. The former Pro Bowl tight end took a below-market deal with the Green Bay Packers to play with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have lacked a downfield threat at tight end since Jermichael Finley retired following a spinal cord injury in 2013. Aaron Rodgers will get Cook the ball down the field, which is why he agreed to play for the Packers on a one-year $2.7 million contract to put his career ahead of the dollar. Silly him. What was he thinking? <laughs> Show me the uh, money. Oh. There you go. Well, I'm going to give you one for the Hall of Shame, uh, sort of the inside-out part of the Josh Gordon story. What happened and that's to Mr. Gonna... Positive? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to him? And this is going to go to uh, uh, the NFL itself for clearly violating their own confidentiality rules when it comes to uh, Josh Gordon and his medical conditions. And they did it on their own TV network. You can't say a guy has the right to confidentiality agreed to it in the CBA, then broadcast a leaked story about his failed drug test and the fact that they just want him to stay clean for two months so they can reactivate the guy. You know, I mean, no can do, Roger. No yeah, can do. Yeah, you can because you're Roger Goodell. You're the, you can do anything, Ron. You can do anything you want. You can suspend Tom Brady four games. Oh, maybe not. You know. <laughs> oh, I think maybe so before it's over. Okay, well, that's going to do it for all Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame. And when we return, we're going to hear from someone who's always in our Hall of Fame, and that's Newsday's Bob Glaber, a Hall of Fame voter, here to talk New York Giants, New York Jets, New York Primer, you name it. Whatever. We're going to get Bob on here. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Get a whole lot more for a whole lot less at Burger King. Introducing our new five for four dollar deal. Just four dollars gets you a flame grilled bacon cheeseburger, four tender and crispy chicken nuggets, small golden French fries, a small drink, and a cookie. That's just four dollars for more flamey, more meaty, more cheesy, more crispy, more goldeny, more desserty, and more fizzy Burger King goodness. The new five for four dollar deal. What are you waiting for? Go get it only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer 
brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There are 75 guys in my firehouse. We do 5,000 runs a year. The loud noises of the bells, the sirens, and you come home and you have a dog barking there, you have your wife yelling at the kids for not putting dishes in the sink or whatever. That's okay, it's all good. I leave the craziness at work, and when I'm at home, I really enjoy having that madness in a different way. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, speaking of calling, Talk of Fame Network sponsored by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Ron? Also brought to you by Geico. And do you know what it says when Geico says to you just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It says to me I should have called 15 minutes ago. That's absolutely right. And you know what? Our caller right now, Bob Glauber, did call us 15 minutes ago, and now we've got him on. Uh, in the first hour, we mentioned the retirement of DeBrickishoff Ferguson of the New York Jets. And that's what that meant for him and the Jets. And you know what? Now we have someone who knows. That would be, as I mentioned, Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber of Newsday, who's back with us. I think this is his third time, guys. We love him here to tell us about the Jets, the Giants, the Rangers, Donald Trump, Hillary, Bill de Blasio, everything that is New York. Bobby, thanks for being here. Hey, hey, you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, well, let's start with the brick, Bob. I mentioned him. What's his legacy? And do you like Ryan Clady, a guy who's not as durable as Ferguson, as his replacement at left tackle? Well, I, I think they did as well as they could with Clady. And, you know, you can argue, well, they traded for a guy who was probably going to be released anyway. But, you know, there's some pretty high demand for left tackles in this league. And I suspect that there would have been some action had the Broncos released Clady and they just might not have gotten him. So. Mike McCagnan, the general manager, trades a fifth and gets a seventh. And Brian Clady, that's really not such a bad deal. He did the same thing with uh, to get Brandon Marshall last year from the Bears, essentially. And so that's two pretty good players. You know, Ferguson, I, I tell you what, he is one of the most under underplayed and underrated and underappreciated guys that I've ever covered because the guy missed one snap in his NFL career. Ten years, he missed one snap. And the only reason he missed that snap is because they ran a trick play in the final game of the 2008 season against the Dolphins. Yeah, that was Mangini, right? Davis at left tackle. What's yeah, that? that was Mangini, I think, with Favre, wasn't it? Mangenius. Mangenius yeah. was Mangenius. Uh, and, and they actually took Favre out um, because, you know, they, they wanted a speed guy in there. I forget who the quarterback was. It, it was a wildcat formation. And, you know, it was one of those lateral, you know, five laterals, and it just ended quietly, and the season ended right there. 
But that was the only play that the guy missed in his entire career. Never missed a regular season practice, a postseason practice. Very few preseason practices. Only ones that, you know, they give the veterans off. So the guy was really a, a, a remarkably consistent player. He he won, you know, went to three Pro Bowls, four Pro Bowls, and you know, not not the greatest left tackle in NFL history, but certainly a very reliable guy, you know, perfect leader by example, and you know, he gave the Jets a lot of very very good years at a position that that is essential for an NFL team. Hey Bob, it's April. Let's cut to the chase. Giants had the tenth I thought it was pick. Goose. No, 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 no. There's two O's in Goose, boy. Jets had the twentieth pick. <laughs> wow, he's who, sharp who, today. Who I don't know. Pencil? I Goose. It just was there. I'm sorry. Who can we pencil in for the two teams? Oh man, I just don't know. Give me positions. I, well, positions. Give me something, Bob. Something, <laughs> something anything. Okay. Bob, I mean, Bob, who's gonna, like who's gonna win the cup, Bob? Who's gonna win the cup? The Islanders are going to win the cup. Um, well, at least, <laughs> you know, I covered the Islanders who won the cup. So, you know, but position-wise, uh, you know, I think you're looking at offensive line for the Giants, cornerback for the Giants, probably not safety. It's obviously not going to be high in the draft. They didn't go out and get, uh, you know, a prominent safety uh, in free agency. I don't think it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott, the running back, because you know they could use a, a big-time running back, but. Now they've won two Super Bowls with a running back by committee, so I think they'll, I think they'll just go strength of the board, at ten. Um, I, I could see tackle. Um, I could also see defensive linemen. And it's a really defensive-heavy draft, and even though they signed a bunch of defensive players in free agency, I think that Reese has been, you know, the general manager of two Super Bowl championship teams that had great depth on the defensive line. So, so nothing would surprise me there. The Jets can go any number of ways. I could see them looking at a quarterback if. You know, I don't think the the top two are going to fall um, to where they draft. You know, Paxton Lynch, they're they're not, apparently not looking at him. They have taken a look at, they've scheduled a, a visit with Jared Goff. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of a crapshoot there. But they've they've got a lot of positions um, filled. Uh, Mike McCagney did with free agency the last two years, but they're still kind of an aging team. So I think that you know they still need that edge rusher. Um, Lorenzo Molden, the third-round pick from last year, was good, but who knows if he's going to turn out to be great. So I think that's still a position that they're still trying to find. Um, really, for the last 20 years, they haven't had a decent edge rusher. Hey, thanks for nailing it down, Bob. Yeah, way to go. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Dude, the only thing you left out was punter. Oh, man, I'm talking to like the, talking like the, the, the guy, the, the, the father of draft experts, and I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Feeling the heat, huh? There you go. What do you got, uh, Goose? I want to go back to DeBrickashaw here for a second. I got the stars. I got the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stars in his eyes. I want to go back to the DeBrickashaw issue for a second here, uh, Bob. And here's my problem with it, as I understand it. Uh, they wanted to cut him to $7 million. He didn't want to do it. They bring in Clade, Claddy, Clonker, whatever you want to call him. And it doesn't really help their cap situation. It's going to end up costing him as much as it would have cost him. He just paid DeBrickashaw what he wanted for a guy who's missed 30 of his last 48 games. So, uh, at the best, I think they get a cap wash, gives them no money to get the Amish rifle. Uh, so what's up with that? Well, I think that they felt that Ferguson had outlived his usefulness as, a, as an elite tackle. Um, he did not have a great year last year. He did not have a great last game last year when they needed him most. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the, the Amish rifle that you speak about, was under constant arrest from the Bills and former Jets coach Rex Ryan, and that, that really hurt them. So you know, I think... When, when you have a guy who is thinking about 
retiring. And I think Brick brought it up last year, at the end of last year, when he saw that movie Concussion. He openly wondered about it. He openly wondered how much longer he was going to play. And, you know, sometimes you get in that mindset, and that's, that's the time to go. I, I think he got out while the getting was good. His reputation's intact. You know, you could say, well, would they have, you know, it's a savings, yes, maybe. Um, if the, you know, if, if all things are equal and you say you beg to Brickishaw Ferguson for one more year and, you know, he doesn't want to play at a pay cut, so what are you going to do there? I mean, you, you don't want to be beholden to a guy. And I think they just let that thing run its course. I think they came out with marginally better cap situation. But I don't think that completely makes it solvable that they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, like, okay, they save this money. Let's just give it to Fitzpatrick. They've got a value on him. They've offered him more than the $7 million that has been reported. And, you know, this is the value. Take it or leave it. And there is a deadline. We don't know when that deadline is. But they are looking at the rookie quarterbacks. They got Bryce Petty on the roster. They got Geno Smith on the roster. I think they got some alternatives. And if Fitzpatrick doesn't want to play at their number, well, he could just go to some other team that's going to pay him that number. Oh, wait, there isn't another team that's going to pay him that number. <laughs> you know, they're, they're negotiating against themselves, and, and they just don't want to go higher than they believe. Uh, that that value says. Hey, Bobby, we've got about a minute left. We're with Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber of Newsday. Um, you mentioned that one play that the British Ferguson missed. I think that was Brad Smith who was a quarterback. I was at that game. I think it was Brad, Brad Smith. Smith. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and, and last question, since we're a Hall of Fame show, Tom Coughlin, does he make the Hall of Fame? Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Yeah. No, it's a good question, uh, Clark, and, and I think that's going to be an interesting discussion. I think he's going to get uh, a lot of play for it. Uh, the guy won two Super Bowls. He got Jacksonville to a couple AFC championship games. As an expansion team, he was an assistant coach on a very good 1990 Giants Super Bowl championship team. I, you know, I think he's got the credentials. The, the one thing that's going to be a, an issue that I'll probably have to try to explain is, well, what happened to those four straight non-playoff years after yep. they won the Super Bowl in 2011? Hey, Bob, speaking of the Giants, uh, we're going to be like them now. we got to run, but thanks for the time. Right. you got it, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. That was Hall of Fame voter Bob Glauber. Up next, former GM Bobby Beathard. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding, bada bing, bada boom. No wonder Geico has 97% customer satisfaction. Personally, I give him 100, but that's just my two cents. That was funny. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissant sandwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant sandwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two Chris Sandwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. 
Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, our next guest was a general manager who is so good at finding talent and so good at building Super Bowl teams that Sports Illustrated once called him the smartest man in the NFL. And you know what? He must be because former Washington and San Diego GM Bobby Beathard not only took the Redskins and Chargers to Super Bowls and is on a Hall of Fame path, but you know what? He's agreed to join us today, too. Hey, Bobby, always good to catch up with you. And I say catch up because I used to run behind you for about 10 miles and on the West Coast. But great to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, Clark. Um, are you still running? I am still running, unfortunately. Yeah, my I, body's breaking down. St- crazy stuff, too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> knee surgeries, four knee surgeries. I'm, I'm trying. But, uh, hey, listen, question for you. I mean, two weeks ago, we had uh, former Chicago GM Jerry Angelo on here. And he told us that nobody, nobody was better than you at targeting players in the draft. And he said something that we kind of went, huh, what? He said you would have something like a dozen names, a dozen, 12 names that were on your board that you're after. That's all, a dozen names. A, is that true? And if it's not, how many actually did you have on your draft boards? Well, what it was, we had all the players that were eligible for the draft, you know, rated on our board by position. Then we'd take them off by position and put them the number one player we'd take regardless of position and do them that way. Then we'd take a few. Maybe he was exaggerating the number there because that was, uh, that was a little smaller. I mean, a little smaller than we actually had. Then I'd take about 30 to 35 players out of the whole group of the draft and put these out of the whole draft. We're going to get our players from this group. And so that's, that's the way we usually did it. Hey, Bobby, and hey, and nice. most of the time, and not every time, but most of the time, we were lucky to get our entire draft out of that group. Wow. B- Bobby, in 1983, 26 teams passed on Dan Marino before the Dolphins took him at 27. You had the 28th pick. Would you have passed on Dan Marino? No, we wouldn't have. And I think I don't even, you'd have to ask Dan, but I think we even, we tried and tried to trade up to get up higher to take him and then uh, nobody would would trade with us, and uh, so so we didn't. And and we, he was our top guy on the board that year. You got a pretty good consolation prize in Daryl Green, though. Thank God that wasn't the year of Ryan Leaf. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, that that that, that was uh, the year we got Daryl. So we thought if if we didn't get him, we did have a backup in Daryl, and and <laughs> Daryl surprised everybody. I mean, he didn't surprise us as how good he was, but it surprised everybody and how many years the guy played. Of all your draft moves that you made, and you made a lot of them, is there one that sticks out for you, Bobby, one that you're most proud of? Well, probably Daryl uh, would be. Um, in fact, Daryl, uh, we have that Redskin reunion every year, or, or some deal, some reunion. We go to these reunions every once in a while. And every year I see Daryl, that I've seen Daryl, he honestly looks exactly like he did then, looks like he could play. And if you asked Daryl, he would play now. But uh, And I wouldn't doubt that he could, but... 
There's so many of them. Uh, we, we had a guy that, forget where it was, we had Natron Means. And mm-hmm. But Natron didn't last long. I think he got hurt. But there, there were so many players, the linemen we had and everything. But the other thing we did have, which was great, is that we, we tried our best to get the best coaches we could. And when we got Joe Bugle, we knew whatever offensive lineman we drafted, whether it was a 12th rounder or a first rounder, he'd work with him just as hard. And that's when we had those, the hogs, you know, we had Joe Jacoby who was drafted late and we had, we had all those guys, Russ Grimm and all those guys. And some of those guys weren't drafted high and he just made them into a great unit and a great, great player. We're speaking with former GM Bobby Bethel on the Talk of Fame Network. And Bobby, I want to go back to what you said about uh, Dan Marino. I mean, it, it, Goose is right. 26 teams passed on this guy. You said you had him at the top of your board. What did you like so much about Dan Marino that maybe those 26 teams didn't? I I don't know what they didn't like about him. I mean, I went up there to see him in college and saw the – I mean, he he had something that everybody's talked about during his playing career. He just had a great feel of the game, but he had that release that nobody – everybody started talking about quick releases after Dan Marino. But Dan Marino was the guy that – really showed how important that is and he could make such quick decisions i mean he as soon as he took his drop from the center just drop back man the ball was gone and he made those decisions so quickly uh of course that that you know chuck Noll and those guys up there had a great organization i mean the roonies were were the best and they they had everything going for them at every position and you know look at the guys he threw to i mean he had great receivers he had great running backs so it was uh, probably in the history of the nfl is one of the best organizations ever hey bobby that's ironic that's probably one of the few first round draft picks you weren't able to trade as a gm <laughs> of the redskins you, you traded seven consecutive first round picks from 84 to 90 that was in a pre-sarah cap era could a team succeed in today's nfl with that philosophy i don't know boy had uh I don't know. Our son, I'll have to ask Jeff, our son with the Panthers. <laughs> See, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And, and I think people think first-round draft choices are so valuable now. And I always looked at it that uh, they were valuable. But it depended what the rest of the draft was like. And that's the way we always judged it. If it was a great draft filled with players in later rounds after the first round, then I was certainly willing to trade down. It wasn't because of the money that it was given to a first-round player. It was just because of that. You had a knack of finding quarterbacks, you know, uh, Mark Rippon and, and uh, even uh, Stan Humphreys and Dave Laufenberg and uh, Jay Schrader. You know, uh, you brought in Doug Williams from the USFL. And, of course, eventually as we go through the names, we end up with one you mentioned earlier, Ryan Leaf. Uh, and what I'm wondering about is uh, two things. Why do you think it didn't work out with him? But more importantly, did you already know – that it was a gamble, but you were kind of forced to take it because of your quarterback situation? Well, we were, uh, in a way, we were forced to take it. But the, the other thing was uh, I tried and tried to trade up to get the, the pick ahead of him to take the, the good quarterback. <laughs> and we knew that, that Ryan had some faults, but the coach up at Washington State at that time convinced me that Ryan didn't have a problem. Uh, it really wasn't. But even meeting with Ryan, it wasn't like, meeting with Peyton, you know, they're different people altogether. And uh, I knew it wasn't the best thing to do to take the guy, but we figured 
after talking to him and everything, that maybe his problems were behind him and he was here to play football and everybody was willing to work with him and just a, just a bad decision. I made. Bobby, in, in hindsight, could the team, you, anybody, the coaching staff have done anything differently to try to uh, promote Leaf? And, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what the deal was, but to try to, to, try to bring him along differently than, than was the case at that time? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think, I think we exhausted every possible reason. We had, I think we had shrink see him. We had everybody see him and tell him what was at stake and all this, but uh, I'm not familiar with how strong that pull is when you're, when you're one of those guys that right. whatever he was doing, drinking or drugs or whatever he was doing. Uh, and that he couldn't beat all that. And, uh, and it just, you know, he certainly had the talent. There's no question like that. But the other thing that, that really rubbed our players wrong he didn't seem to show leadership skills when he came in. It, 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 was a, it was a real disinterested player that, you know, I'm good. What are they questioning me for? And a, Just a terrible attitude. Bobby, you have two grandkids playing college football. Is it difficult to mm-hmm. watch football as a grandfather as opposed to a talent evaluator? No, no. I, I love watching uh, Bo at App State and then, and then uh, CJ at Iowa. And we have CJ's little brother coming up this next year. He's a heck. He's an all-state quarterback here too. So he'll be one people will be looking at Clay Clay Beathard. And then Jeff has another kid after Bo coming up, but he's still going to be in college. But uh, no, it's it. I love watching them play. And we've gone up to Iowa to some games. We've gone up to App State for some games, and uh, it's it's really fun. I'm I'm proud of them. They work hard in the summer getting ready for the season and. and uh, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Hey, Bobby, thanks so much for the time, and best of luck with those grandkids. Thanks, Clark. Good talking with you again. Call sometime when we don't have to talk on, a, on the radio. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> thanks, do. Bobby. That was former GM Bobby Bethard. When we return, we'll hear why you're going to hear more about quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to Grasshopper.com. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding, bada bing, bada boom. No wonder Geico has 97% customer satisfaction. Personally, I give him 100, but that's just my two cents. That was funny. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two Chris Sandwich for just $4 today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price participation vary. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. 
But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, t- in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you each week by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what may be slowing it down. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive, where for just $19.95, you get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. Plus, best news of all, you get clear and you stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. Guys, there was a report out there last week, you might remember it, uh, suggesting the Cincinnati Bengals were impatient with coach and friend of the show, Marvin Lewis, who had another year left on his contract. Just one. But then the Bengals responded by extending, yes, extending Marvin's contract a year. Oops, my bad. Guess they're not all that impatient. Hey, Ron, quick question. Would you have extended, friend of the show, Marvin Lewis, and do you think he has to win a playoff game this year to continue his stay with, frankly, one of the league's most patient owners? Well, Clark, I used to think so, but uh, I don't anymore. He's won 10 or more games, five of the last seven seasons. He's made the playoffs the past five years. And he works for a guy who loves to draft flawed players because uh, he gets them you know, cheaper than their talent deserves. Then when that blows up in their Bengals' face, it's not really fair to blame Lewis. Like, he gets handed a nitwit like Pac-Man Jones or Vontae Burfecht. What's he supposed to do, run a disciplined program? You know, I actually think more and more that he's gotten out of that talent all that's there. And, and so, yeah, I probably would have extended. We always extend our next guest. That's our insider, Mr. Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Gosselin, who's also our answer man. He's got it all. Give him time. <laughs> He's going to produce the answers. And this time, he's going to tell us why there's a premium on quarterbacks in the draft. Goose, take it away. Clark, there are three quarterbacks sitting atop the 2016 NFL draft board, and not a one of them is John Elway, Peyton Manning, or Andrew Luck. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Paxton Lynch all have live arms, and in today's NFL, a live arm is what matters. You need the arms to throw because that's, that's all the NFL does today. Ten years ago, during the 2005 season, NFL teams threw an average of 32 times for 211 yards per game. In 2015, those quarterbacks were averaging 35.7 passes and 243 yards per game. Those quarterbacks threw a record 18,300 passes for a record 842 touchdowns in 2015. That's 2,000 more passes and 200 more touchdown passes than were thrown in 2005. And the rules are making it even more difficult to sack the quarterback. In 2005, defenses averaged a sack every 13.9 pass attempts. In 2015, the average was a sack every 15.7 attempts. So you must throw the ball to succeed in today's NFL. That means finding the most talented arms in every draft. 
those guys always get pushed up the board. It doesn't matter that neither Goff nor Wentz is a prospect that Marcus Mariota was in 2015 or Blake Bortles was in 2014. That's not going to keep them out of the top five. There's a premium on quarterbacks. If you can throw, you can play. If you don't have a quarterback in today's NFL, you don't have a chance. Well, as usual, uh, Doc, uh, your stats are compelling. Uh, what I wonder is, do these guys really give their team a chance, or are they just uh, high-paid mistakes that become an albatross like Johnny Menzel, RG3, Colin Kaepernick, Geno Smith, EJ Manuel? I mean, is this sort of desperate need you talk about leading to more costly mistakes at the top of the draft? Around the, the quarterback you take may be RG3, but he also may be Peyton Manning. He may be Geno Smith but he also may be Joe Flacco. He may be Johnny Manziel, but he also may be Aaron Rodgers. The April draft has always been about selling hope. The fall is about reality. The hope in April is that you find a Manning, a Flacco, or a Rodgers. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't stand a chance. So if you don't have a quarterback, you can never stop looking. Hey, Ron, his stats are compelling because uh, someone once told us the Hall of Fame should be based purely on stats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Goose question for you are you saying the clubs overdrafted the position sounds like it and is that true of any other spot maybe like cornerback where your dallas cowboys drafted morris claiborne you can you can blow a pick the top of drafts at an offensive tackle jason smith at running back trent richson at uh pass rusher gained adams at wide receiver justin blackman busts are not reserved to the quarterback position you can overdraft any position yeah they just cost you more <laughs> they're not reserved for the cowboys either there's that sound again. That means we're going to swing into our two-minute drill with the good doctor. Yeah, Dr. Data, Rick Goslin calling the play. So, Goose, let's get to it. Seven starters are now gone from Denver's Super Bowl team. Which one will the Broncos miss most? That would be Peyton Manning. No more free pizzas after every victory. Uh, I think Danny Trevathan, is, uh, the, his versatility allowed Wade Phillips to do a lot of things with that defense that he won't be able to do this year. Who wins the next title in Denver? Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, or Avalanche? An easy one, Goose. Rockies, with Trevor Story hitting 216 home runs in his rookie season. We get all that. Denver Pioneers lacrosse team defending NCAA champions, one of the best, most powerful programs in the country. The Brickishaw Ferguson or Ryan Clady? The Brick. The only Clady I trust is John Clady Clayton. He knew what plan A was. I say DeBrickashaw. I like employees who show up to work. Never miss the start, never miss the practice. Will Brandon LaFell be a better receiver with Andy Dalton than he was with Tom Brady? It was, what is another trick question? Andy Dalton's not the greatest quarterback ever, okay? Of course, neither is Tom Brady, but that's just something for another day. Was he better with Cam Newton? No. Speaking of the Patriots, what's the over-under on the name number of games Rob Gronkowski plays this season? Uh, 19, because that'll put him in the Super Bowl with, yeah, the greatest quarterback ever. He's averaging 12 a year the past four seasons, so I'll give him a Baker's dozen and say 13. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey Lewis, or Joe Lewis? That'd be D.D. Lewis. Goosey once told me the D.D. stands for Doomsday. I love Joe Lewis, whose birthday would have been this week, but I got to take Jerry Lee Lewis. A whole lot of shaking going on. If you could put one player into the Hall of Fame today, no questions asked, who would it be? Another trick question, Ron. Tom Brady. Not even eligible. Duke Slater. Even after the NFL quietly banned blacks in the mid-20s, they couldn't ban Duke. He just kept playing. If you could take one player coach out of the Hall of Fame, who would it be? 
Uh, Bob Greasy. That's a good one, but I did my research. Paul Horning. There's a reason it took 13 years to get him in. He wasn't even the best back on his own team. Merton Hanks is out as a member of the NFL's disciplinary panel. Was he the problem? Nope. Discipline was. Hanging just is the problem. They just put the noose around Hanks' neck. Which 4-12 team from 2015 do you like better, Dallas or San Diego? I like Dallas. Reason? They don't have Mike McCoy. That's easy. One has Philip Rivers in the beach. The other has Tony Romo in the Texas School Book Depository. Give me San Diego. Which 5-11 teams from 2015 do you like better, Baltimore or Jacksonville? Baltimore. Better crab cakes? Better quarterback? Better head coach. Baltimore. One has Ozzie Newsom and John Harbaugh. The other has Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. <laughs> We'd like to thank Drew Bledsoe, Bobby Bethune, and Ken Trahan for joining us. Bob Glover for giving us a New York State of Mind. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. If you'd like to catch this or any podcast, go to our website, talkofhamnetwork.com. Find us on iTunes or dial us up on your podcast app. Otherwise, you can hear us at this time and on this station next week. We'll look for you then. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Baudet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a whole lot more for a whole lot less at Burger King. Introducing our new five for four dollar deal. Just four dollars gets you a flame grilled bacon cheeseburger, four tender and crispy chicken nuggets, small golden French fries, a small drink, and a cookie. That's just four dollars for more flamey, more meaty, more cheesy, more crispy, more goldeny, more desserty, and more fizzy Burger King goodness. The new five for four dollar deal. What are you waiting for? Go get it. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.